And they have some, they have some hot makeouts. If I can add, so I maybe don't you know think what? about it. <laughs> don't think that's a selling point for her. <laughs> That's just Don't definitely a solid point there. for her. Yep, we're definitely. I'm gonna name that the episode title. They have hot makeup. Hey everyone, welcome back to Carpet Time Confessions. This week, I am your host Deja, and I'm Tyler, and we are back for another week. Yes, ready for the check-in. Yeah, how are you feeling? What's your rose and thorn? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. My rose is that I feel like I look pretty cute. Okay. I got my hair done. Can confirm. Thanks, dude. I got my hair done. I got my eyebrows done. I got my toes done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just feeling good. But let me do say in that same breath, my thorn is that when I tell you I'm going to have bruises on my calves from the way that man was rubbing my legs during that pedicure. <laughs> oh, I was like, where's this going? Me and Deja both were sitting there like, should we tell them? <laughs> <laughs> she she leaned over to me and was like, how do I tell them this hurts? <laughs> it was so painful. Now, did it feel kind of good? Yeah, but like, you know, for like two minutes, but the massage was like 10. So by minute 10, I'm like, I'm going through it. I really was. Mm-hmm. But I'll just send you evidence if I have bruises tomorrow because I really think I might. I'm not exaggerating. Like, it was, <laughs> I know I'm ticklish on my feet, and that mm-hmm. was a different story. I'm not even going to bring up because I'm oh, ticklish. So, goodness. you know, whatever. But the legs, no, I feel like he was fighting me. Oh, my gosh. I really do. But, yeah, that's my rose and my thorn all in one. What about you? All right. Um, I honestly did not think about this beforehand. Um, my rose, I guess, because I found one of my earrings. Uh, I so there was an earring in my bathroom, and I didn't know where the mate was for a very long time. And mm-hmm. then today, I found it on the floor in the living room. And okay. okay, you know, and it was one of the pairs of earrings that like I made, mm-hmm. and so that's fun. Um, I don't know how they got so far apart, but I'm glad you found them. You know, anything could have happened. I truly couldn't tell you how one was on the floor of the living room and one was on like the little ledge counter in the bathroom. I don't know. But I'm judging you because let me tell you how I sat right here the other day mm-hmm. and I reached over to get a blanket. And when I pulled the blanket up, I heard something fling. It was yeah. my earrings. Why were they in my blanket basket? Oh, but what I, was it? But a, a pair, so both. A pair. They were some little silver hoops interlinked together, interlocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Together. Right. And as soon as I yanked that blanket, they went flying. I was like, I don't even know how long these been missing. Wow. But I got okay. I guess relatable content. Relatable uh, content. <laughs> Earrings end up in random places. What can you do? What can you do? Um, and then my thorn is going to be I don't know honestly and it's not just like oh oh never mind my thorn is the fact that I took all those clothes to that place and they only bought three items that's a thorn and probably a drag and a read like the clothes I took there were in great condition some of the stuff was literally new that I'd never worn before and they just were like we don't see value in this take your crap back and that is rude to me I'm sorry. That is rude. 
tell me they only took three items? First, I thought you... I didn't read it right, so I thought... (laughs) At first, I thought you meant they only gave me three (laughs) dollars. I was about to say, girl, just leave that stuff. Just leave it. (laughs) Tell them they can have it for free. Don't bring that back. No, they only took three items, and, like, there were... I took so much stuff. And they took three items, which totaled up to like $40, but you can either get 50% in store credit or 30% in cash. And so I took the store credit and I left. I didn't even look and buy anything. So I just had a gift card for $20 to the thrift store. It's fine. Okay. And when you go back, hopefully you won't have such a horrible experience next time. It was just disappointing, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. All right. Anything else you want to share for your week? Uh, no, not particularly. None, nothing really going on here. Just existing. Okay. I feel you in getting through life one day at a time. One day at a time. RIP one day at a time. RIP one day at a time. That was so good. It was so good. Netflix sucks. Yikes. Look. Canceled it. What do you mean? What did they do? Canceled everything. No, canceled said, everything. No, no. Oh, I said, what did they do? Oh, <laughs> drag me. I'm so I'm sorry. She was ready. I got very defensive. Her mm-hmm. I misheard. Mm-hmm. I apologize. So, what have you brought for us this week in terms of an article? So, we are looking at Education Week once again. And this article, we're kind of keeping it fun again this week. Something, you know, kind of simple and lighthearted. This one says the best advice for new teachers in five words or less. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, spicy. So they're broken down into like different categories. And so I'm not going to read all of the information categories. It's probably like five to ten in each category. But I'll tell you the category and then I'll give you like... You know, some of the best advice. And if you you have something to say about it, things, bad advice, let the people know. All right. right. This first category is be prepared, but also ready to adapt. Okay. Here's the advice. Always have a backup plan. Agree, disagree. Hard agree. Okay. Hard agree. Be prepared, firm, and consistent. Slight agree. And, oh, this is a good one. Try not to control the uncontrollable. Agree or disagree? Agree. Okay. The next section is go easy on yourself. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yes. (laughs) It will be there tomorrow. I mean, it'll be tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, the day after that, and the day after that until you literally is due. But I, I laughed because I knew you were about to say that. That's why I couldn't even say it for like I couldn't get it out before laughing. So I already knew what you were about to say. And oh, this is a good one. Don't take student behavior personally. Yes, that's what I was talking about last time. Don't take yesterday's crap into the next day. Because that kid might have made you mad yesterday, but they're literally a different person today. Yep, every day. All right, next category. Seek support from your K-12 community, okay? Seek guidance from veteran teachers. Agree or disagree? Like, agree, because yes, but also mm-hmm. uh, choose wisely. Within limits, because veteran, it only has to do with years. It don't have nothing to do with ability. Right. Just because just because you've been there longer doesn't actually mean that you're better. Mm-hmm. Speak on it. It just means you've been there longer. Speak on that. We're going to do an episode just about that one day. <laughs> I got lots to say, clearly. All right. Last category. Learn how to navigate school culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
pee at every little chance. All right. <laughs> well, like it's very important to pee. Yes. Um, I think that maybe, maybe just me personally, maybe I'm probably actually I haven't said a single sentence, but I know I first off don't drink enough water. I am dehydrated probably right now and like all yep. the time. You and so are. therefore, I, okay, you didn't have to hard agree. I oh. was, I was, I was already doing it myself. Um, and so I'm a back so like i don't have to frequent the bathroom that much at work but it is very important to go when you get the opportunity because the opportunity might not come back up again and then you're texting in a group chat really doing your best to hold it together while you're trying to teach the kid the pythagorean theorem but really your bladder is about to explode and you're like please somebody come rescue me so i can run to the bathroom and pee because you can't leave the class unattended that is a huge liability yeah all right do you have any advice five words of less or less for any new teachers you can say this is coming up on year five. Oh yikes <laughs> it is year five mm, you got enough years on your to give out advice five words or less what's your advice for new teachers um that's like really tough because I have no idea and I don't think that I'm necessarily like a good advice giver. Oh, please don't do this. Oh, <laughs> don't do this. No, no, no. Um, I don't know. One thing that they do say is like, don't cry in the classroom and <laughs> definitely like, if you can avoid it year one, don't. Uh, I definitely avoided crying in the classroom year one. Yeah, because it's like, okay, year one, they literally just don't know you. And so it's really going to like throw some things off, right? Year two, probably like try not to because like, oh, no, why are you crying? But at that point, people already know you and it's like, oh, she just be sad. She a little emotional. That's okay. But year one, definitely not first semester, right? Because they don't know you. So probably just wait until second semester unless something truly traumatic happens at work. And then in that case, let it all out, right? But definitely don't let them kids make you cry at work because then you cannot come back from it. Well, I guess none of my kids ever made me cry. Well, let me let me retract that. One of my kids did make me cry, <laughs> but I didn't cry in front of him. So it's all right. But other than that, and maybe that's just the age difference also because, no, not necessarily because these kids, these little kids, let me tell you, they put these adults through it, okay? I've seen it all from three years old or pre-K coming in, swinging mm-hmm. to fourth grade because that's as far as my school went but yeah just because they're young they will still make you cry yeah you just gotta like go to the bathroom just hold it together in the classroom okay Absolutely. because and that's the thing like if a teacher cries literally everyone is going to know mm-hmm. like i know every time a teacher cried at the school that i work at because the kids are talking and the adults are talking I know when the teachers cried at school that I went to. And it's like, we never forgot that she started crying in class. It wasn't my class, but I heard about it. Right. That is not, that's not good reputation. Not during your first year. Don't be that person. We won't be yeah. for you. <laughs> Cry in the car like a normal person. All right. Um, do I have any five yeah. words or less advice? Hmm. I don't think I got anything. Nothing. Wait, what did you say? Well, I well, said it's the five words for me. That was a problem. Don't cry in the, the classroom. classroom. I got yeah. it. Hmm. 
Is every day one word or two? <laughs> I think every day is one. Every day is a new day. Yes, hard agree. That circles back to him saying, don't take yesterday's crap into today. Every day is a new day. You have to come in really believing that or you won't make it out. All right. We are here with our guest this week. Her name is Grace. Grace, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Grace. Um, I'm 26. I graduated from the University of Missouri, Columbia with an education degree, specifically early childhood. Um, I live in Denver, Colorado, originally from St. Louis, Missouri, and moved out to Colorado after graduating in 2018. All right. And Grace was in my cohort with me. So we went through the lovely College of Ed program together at the same exact time. And yeah, she was my ride or die during that program. Literally you and me. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all. All right. You ready? We're about to play a little game of word association first. All right. We're going to have a simple one. (laughs) I'm going to give you a word when I say the word I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind okay okay mm-hmm. first word mountains Colorado wine drinking <laughs> moon tattoo children teaching St. Louis home college of ed uh, Mizzou <laughs> and last one Funyun Ooh. Will. <laughs> All right. That seems very was, specific. They are very specific. All right, Grace. Um, what did your journey to teaching look like? Like, did you always know you want to be a teacher, or how did you get to that point? Um, I don't know. I I I feel like I thought about this a lot, even you know, prior to graduating. I think. I think it all essentially comes down to my mom. My mom was an occupational therapist for like 30 plus years. Um, A lot of it being in an elementary school. And so growing up specifically, I remember like in kindergarten and before kindergarten, I was in, I was in half day kindergarten and my mom would do therapy sessions with kids like at their homes because she was like part-time an out of school therapist and then part-time was in school. And I would go with her to some of her sessions um, when she was out of school, like in these people's homes. And so there's like memories of me, like kind of just like being in the background while she's doing her therapy sessions with kids. Um, obviously it looks different teaching than it does as a therapist. But I think that's kind of like the earliest memory it comes back to is watching my mom being OT with kids that were in an elementary school. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I ever thought I would be anything else other than a teacher. I, I toyed around the idea of like interior design for a long time. Um, I think honestly, just because I liked HGTV. And so <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
I would always like redesign my room and I would paint it and I would like organize my furniture. And I don't know, I think I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. So I went to, I don't know, I guess looking into college, I was like, oh, I'm going to interior design. And then I was like, mm, that shit's like architecture and that's math and science. And that's way beyond what I feel like I'm capable of. <laughs> my goodness, and, please. I, I can't do it. It's way too much math. I'm like, no. It's like geometry. I'm good at algebra, but anything other than that, I'm like, my kid. Who is good at geometry other than Tyler? Tyler. <laughs> People are good at geometry. Geometry is too freaking. Am I allowed to cuss on this? Yes, Grace. You can curse. This is a safe space. Are you going to bleep you out? I'm not going to bleep you out. No. What do you think this I'm, is? ABC? Maybe my mom will look. Well, she doesn't care. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, senior year of high school, I took a uh, forensic science class and I loved it. And then I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'm going to be like crime scene investigation. And also, you know, pair that with like SBU and you're like, like, this shit's it. Like, this is cool. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a detective and I'm going to like look at crime scenes. Um, and then I realized you have to be like a cop, you know, to like do any of that. And I was like, mm-hmm. we were grace. We were literally just having this conversation before you got on the call because I don't even know if you know this grace, but SVU is my favorite TV show in the whole world. Like I knew you loved down. it. Yes. Every single episode I've seen probably twice. And I was telling Tyler because one of our mutual friends from college texted me because <laughs> she started randomly watching like the reruns today. And she loved Olivia Benson. If I could just put my love, who, Olivia? Or my no, friend? No. No, but. But Olivia Benson is a gateway to the gay community. Is Am she? I wrong? I don't know. Maybe that's part of your white community that I'm not part of. But over here in the black community, we just love her for her confidence. Or let me speak for me. I knew that I could not be Olivia Benson, even though I wanted to so bad when I realized she was a police officer. I was like, oh, no, I love her. But she's like, oh, but it's kind of like you're not like a real police officer. You're like a good right. one. You're like a you detective. Know, no. You don't really count because you're not like a cop, but you're you're like a not. But you carry a gun no. and you got a badge and you kill people still. Because Olivia Benson. Yeah, I know, but you're not going to like stop people on the street or like in traffic, you know? That's that white you, but it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but regardless... She's amazing, and I didn't know that you even liked her or watched that show. Oh, yeah, Olivia Benson is a friggin' icon. I also yes. think on Loki, she is a gateway to the, like, straight-to-gay pipeline, I will say. She's hot, and she's also powerful, and is confident, and I don't know, I think she's, I think she is a, a like, a pillar for, like, strong women just in general. I think Olivia Benson is, like, one of those TV characters that is phenomenal and represents women in a very strong way that is often not represented. So I think maybe that perhaps has a piece of it, or maybe that's just me, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, all I can say is okay because I don't watch SVU. Like I've just seen random episodes. Ever, you love every exactly. other TV show in the entire world, and you exactly. don't watch and SVU. Honestly, I feel like it's a personal attack to me because out of all the TV that she recommends to me, I always watch it. But it's my favorite show, and you haven't seen them all of them. Get to get to work. Get to work. That really surprises me, Tyler. I I, I thought that of any of these people, it would be you. They'd be like, oh, episode season seventeen, episode (laughs) eighty seven. Blah, 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 blah. This one happened, and you no. have every detail. Well, why? No, so. <laughs> I wasn't. So I wasn't big into like, um, well, it's a cop show. Like, I know we don't like to think it's a cop show, and I wasn't specifically into cop shows or like procedurals like that like i watched Grey's anatomy which can be argued to be a procedural because it's cases and things and whatever but like my mom was big into watching those shows like she my mom also doesn't watch svu like she's seen svu but she's not like committed to svu but right but she will watch like leverage and like all these other things ncis she watched all that stuff and i was like i don't want to like what my mom likes so i simply will not turn these on and then we won't be the same and that is probably why I don't watch SVU. And that's your problem right there. <laughs> you don't want to be nothing like your mama. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to be like mostly like my, well, I, yeah, I don't know. Clearly because she, she influenced you into becoming a teacher. So right. that's true. That's fair. Do <laughs> you think that, that, do you think that like, you just have an admiration for your mom. Like if she did something else, you would probably want to do something else. Is Was it like that? Or do you think that it was really the teaching and you just saw firsthand how she affected her kids? I feel like it's probably a little bit of both. I think, to be honest, and I, I think I've thought this way for a long time. I think it's something that felt comfortable and familiar. Um, I think on like, you know, growing and, and being 26 now and kind of experiencing a little bit of adulthood, it's like, oh, okay, like, here is something I for sure like, here's something I definitely don't like. And I'm like, I think if I was to pick a new major at 26, um, I don't think it would be education. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I think if you ask a lot of people, you know, their major at 18 versus 26 probably looks a little bit different. Um, I don't regret it. And in a sense, I do. Um, Cause I feel like my scope is very limited now, but at the same time, I feel like it really did uh, open a lot of horizons for me in a sense. Um, I think with like my mom, I think it was very comfortable. I think education is something I always knew, something I was always familiar with, something I had seen. It's scheduled, it's routine, you know, August through May, you have an exact schedule and you know exactly what you're doing. And I even feel like through my adulthood after graduation, whether or not I was in a school system at the time, I feel like I have still stuck to that school system, even now at 26, not even being in in, in education. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a weird routine trying to get out of it. Um, 
I don't know. I think ultimately, I think it was what was familiar to me. And I always knew I wanted to work with kids. I wanted to do something that wasn't just like a desk job and and do a nine to five. Um, I think I always wanted to have an impact on people's lives. I think I am intrinsically drawn to people um, and vice versa. I, I, I very much see myself as a people person and um I love kids. I think they are the funniest, weirdest, bright of light there is in the world. And there is nothing funnier than a six-year-old child uh, with no idea of what's happening in the world. And literally, no. <laughs> just say everything that comes to your brain. You mentioned that you left the education field. And first, I want you, how long were you, like, technically teaching? Um, technically, just under two years. Um, so I graduated in 2018 with my girl, Deja. Um, there was 23 of us, I believe, in our program. Uh, really tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny little program. Um, Very small. Twenty-three of us. Um, it was really kind of me and Deja against the world. And I remember the day you got accepted into the program because I don't. It was just I don't know. It was ecstatic, and it was. I think both of us it were kind of out of our minds. Definitely a day to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like such like an exclusive program to get into, and now kind of looking back on it, it's like. Eh. I don't feel like was it that hard? You know, I feel like no anybody that kind of applied got into it. If I have to speak on our cohort, it seems like uh, <laughs> not speaking on behalf of the girlies we graduated with. She said, "Y'all, no. y'all did not make the cut. Y'all were not good I don't enough." Know. You know, I it didn't seem like it was the same sort of uh, restrictions that the that, that the elementary department had you know we are very much like the lower end of the department and it seems like we were not cared about as much as the other education departments and yeah it's interesting because i've i've continued to feel that way through the education system um people felt similarly but i don't know i guess i've actually never even thought about that until right now i'm like hmm lower education is like not fucking thought about and we are continuously the bottom of the totem pole even though we are arguably one of the most important pieces anyway i, I guess we can get I into have this that. conversation all the time with people so yeah. yes i you know i feel what you feel 100 percent because it's true um so little under two years i want to talk a little bit about um I know you started teaching during the pandemic. That was like when you mm-hmm. first kind of got back into the swing of things, like right in the midst of that. You took over for someone's maternity leave, right? Yeah. And so yeah. you ended up finishing the year and then decided to come back. I want to know, how do you think entering teaching during the pandemic later affected your decision to leave? Because I know they're closely related, if nothing else. But um, Well, I think... It- <sighs> Let me bring it back to the beginning because I think it's all, you know. So graduating, I applied to over 45 positions in Denver Public Schools. 
um, with, I literally got zero interviews. I had every, every single submission. I emailed the principal and the vice principal individually to try and kind of give myself that leg up of like, Hey, I'm applying to the school, blah, 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 you know? And with that, every, like each application, I was like going to the school's website and looking up their mission and values to try and like make my cover letter, you know, align exactly with their school and whatnot. And so I got nothing. Um, and I remember Deja, you and me in like June, July, everybody else in our cohort was getting jobs and you and I were kind of like, well, what the hell? Like what, mm-hmm. what's wrong with us? Like, why are we not getting jobs? And you ended up getting your job late July mm-hmm. and me kind of being like, I don't know what the hell to do. Like I, you know, I have to make an income somehow. So I, you know, I started nannying. I worked at a coffee shop for a little while. I had a gig at a bar for a little while. Um, and it was 2020. So COVID was full swing. So I gradu- yeah, graduated in 2018 in May and then 2020 hit and I was like working at a coffee shop and I was, you know, making ends meet. I was nannying. I was, you know, kind of doing everything that I needed to do. Um, let's say 2020 COVID and obviously like the world shuts down and fall comes around. I'm still, I, I guess I quit my coffee shop job in during that summer and I was nannying again. And then I was also still working at a bar and I had this friend who worked at a school. So she was like, Hey, there's a first grade position. She's gone on maternity leave. You should take it. I applied, interviewed, ended up getting the job. Um, and I remember going to the class and it was, and the teacher was still there and she was like, Hey, why don't you come meet the class? And I was like, shitting my pants. I was so nervous to like meet these kids. I'm like, they've already been established for like two months. Like the parents have met the teacher, you know, the kids are obviously already in love with the teacher. Like I'm so nervous. Like it's first grade. And I walked in and the kids are like, you know, losing their minds. They're so excited. And, and she's like, Oh, do you want to read a book? And I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't bring a book. I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect. I was so nervous. So we did kind of like a, a Q&A session with the kids. They asked me questions and I was talking to them. And I don't know, I guess like two weeks later was when I kind of took over fully for the class. Um, so I came into the school in a first grade class. Um, I had a team of three other women. It was a four person team. Yeah, I don't know, I guess for my first kind of experience in a classroom like obviously I was coming in with it already established so like the kids already knew each other the kids already knew the teacher the kids already knew the other teachers they already knew the other classes so for me to come in it was kind of like well who the hell are you but it was also October so it's not like you know we were six months deep into the school year it was like a month and a half two months Mm -hmm. um especially with such a young grade I I feel like they're a little bit more adaptable than the other kids Um, so I don't know I came into this team that clearly did not have much of a relationship with each other Um, I don't know I guess school started in August I started in October and it was very clear the lines 
that were drawn in the team dynamic, if that makes any sense. Um, As in, like, these people speak to each other and work with each other. These people don't. Yeah. There was not much of a team at all. It was kind of a uh, every man for themselves kind of thing. Um, When I joined, I literally had no idea what I was doing. You know, I, I, I jumped in head first. The teacher before me had left me nothing. Um, I had no lesson plans to go from. I had no curriculum. I had, at this specific school, um, there is no real quote unquote curriculum. Um, We they were a sim school. So the idea is you have a very free form way of going about teaching. And I think as an established teacher, I think that's something that is incredible. And I think it's, it would be a really good school to be at when you know what you're doing. Um, but as a brand new teacher, having zero experience, having your own mm-hmm. classroom, I don't think it was a good experience jumping into. Um, Do you think that if you would have maybe like started there right after we graduated do you think it would have been easier for like you to ease yourself into it kind of since you were like used to you know kind of the function and schedule and the stuff that we were doing but it just made it harder because you had that like break in there or do you just think no 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 you know because so I had that whole year or I guess I don't uh October till May um, of kind of being on my own. And I had one other teacher on my team that really took me under her wing. Um, and for her, I am forever grateful. Uh, she did it completely just because of kind of the person that she is and, and offered that support and that help for me. Um, but then the second year I was offered, or there was positions open and I, you know, wanted to apply to the kindergarten position. So I went ahead and I applied for that. I interviewed, ended up getting the kindergarten position. And I remember asking like, Hey, can I be a part of the new teacher training? Like I want to be a part of it as if I'm brand new, as if I never was here the last year, you know, I want to have a full new brand new experience. And they're like, absolutely. Like, that's awesome that you would think that. And so it's like, I don't know, like two or three days of new teacher training, you know, when you're just doing like all the meetings, it's kind of like the bullshit of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I asked to be a part of that. And I, I felt like I was just kind of sitting through meetings of like HR of like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. It had nothing to do with curriculum or or style of the school or this is how we do things. It, it felt more like it was you have to check a, B, and C, X, Y, Z, in order to fulfill your duties here. Um, mm-hmm. And so I made an effort that that second year to be like, hey, I really want to start fresh. I want to know what I'm doing. I'm going to have a brand new classroom that is actually my own. I'm going to have a class that is mine from the beginning. I'm going to meet these families. I'm going to have this relationship established. And I I definitely got that. Um I definitely got a classroom that very much felt like my own. I think I lucked out with the classroom that I had. Um, I had an amazing group of kids and an amazing family group that followed that. Um, I don't feel like I got that support from my admin or the higher ups. Um, 
you know, I, I, I felt like I was kind of seeking out that support from day one. And I don't feel like I ever got that fall through. Um, it was also a brand new team of kindergarten teachers. We had one veteran teacher that had been on kindergarten before, but due to population reasons, she got moved to fourth grade the year before that. So all of us four coming into kindergarten, it was brand new. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like we relied on this one teacher for all of the kindergarten resources. And for this particular school, they kind of thrive themselves on like, we don't use curriculum. We don't, you know, you kind of get freedom and autonomy for what you want to do. And I think in some sense that is incredible and amazing. And I think it can be utilized to its full potential. But I think for the amount of turnaround the school experiences and the amount of new teachers fresh out of college that comes to it, it is not good. Um, The autonomy, I think, for new people is not great. We have no idea what we're doing. I think teaching builds upon experience. And I think there's only so much that you can buy on TBT that is going to supplement what you're needing. Um, But I think there are pros to curriculum and there are cons. And I think coming straight from college, I was like, fuck curriculum. Like, I don't want to teach what the state wants. Like, this is bullshit. I want to teach what I want (laughs) to teach. And then coming into a school that's like, here you go. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need structure. I need an idea of what to do. And with this particular school, like we have all these resources and X, Y, Z, um, but we're not going to give them to you. And you know what I think? Something that even say you even had like all the resources in the world, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that's missing a lot of the times out of that, because a lot of times people will have resources. My school, I mean, we had we didn't have everything, but like I would say we had a pretty good amount of resources there and things like that. But it's that mentorship. It's the connection. It's the collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like that's the piece that's missing. That's the piece that new teachers, even though you got a degree in this, like I'm new to this field. I'm new to starting right. this career. Like I need some support. And that's the piece that. Every school should have a mentorship program, no doubt yeah, in right. my mind. Like, they just need it. You need mentorship for different things at the high school level. You know, like, everyone just needs something when they're coming in. And that would, it sounds like that would have helped you a lot to just even have one person on the campus. And they have this idea, like, and I think this is what was one thing of many that was so frustrating was like, oh, you have this mentor. But because our school had such high turnaround, um, I think when I applied, we had, we were a K through 12 school. So like, obviously, many positions, but just in the elementary department alone, I think we had 10 positions open. Um, So your mentor was somebody that had been at the school for one year prior. Um, Like we did not have veteran teachers. We had people, if you were a veteran teacher, you had been there for two years um, because the school has such high turnaround rates. Um, We don't have people that were there for more than, I mean, I think four years was probably like considered a veteran teacher. Um, I will say a, a huge piece of that definitely attributed to the shooting that we had at the school. Um, I was not there when I, when it happened. 
Um, but I know that that sparked a huge turnaround in the school, understandably. Um, and that was 2019, I believe. And then following that, there was there was a handful of teachers that stayed and they were like, hey, this, I want to be here for the school. The school means a lot to me. Um, and then the year following that um, is where the school lost a lot of teachers. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do not necessarily with admin, um, but the higher of the higher ups, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and they clearly had an impact on admin. It, it really came down to a lack of support and a lack of trying. So with no curriculum, our team sought teachers paid teachers. Um, our entire year of kindergarten was based off of Tara West on TPT. Yeah, I remember you called me and you told me like y'all bought the whole thing. We because were what else? golden for purchasing units on TPT multiple times and like buying these entire units with our own money. Um, and granted, they're not cheap, you know, we would, each unit is like, I don't know, two, three weeks long and they're like yeah. 70 bucks, you know, and with each unit, you have to supplement materials and you have to buy these things to be printed out and these activities and it's, and and so we would have meetings with our admin. They'd be like, "Okay, what are you doing?" And we would show them this, and they'd be like, "Well, that's 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 not good enough. That's not meeting our standards." And we're like, mm-hmm. "Well, it meets X, Y, and Z. You're giving us uh, what's her Lucy Calkins, who doesn't Aww. cover oh <laughs> doesn't cover <laughs> shit." And they're like, well, you should be teaching Lucy. And we're like, well, we don't have, we have this curriculum, but you're not providing it for us. And they're like, well, you should be teaching us. And we're like, well, it doesn't cover the standards that you want us to teach. And so every single thing that was taught through my school for kindergarten was bought through Teachers Pay Teachers. Even though we were scolded and we were told not to, we said, there's nothing, you have nothing for us to teach. We don't know what to provide for these children. This is something that maps the curriculum, this matches. So when like y'all brought that to their attention, cause I know even in um, my district that I worked in, like things like that, they didn't want us buying from there because they will always say like, oh, it doesn't align with the standards, you know, because somebody might have written this in another state and our standards are different, you know, and it doesn't always go and things like that. But when they were giving y'all that like pushback, no, you shouldn't buy this. No, you cannot use this. Were they trying to like supplement with any like (laughs) anything? Like I'm not even talking about resources, but maybe instances where like, let's show you how to like, make sure that it aligns to what you're doing or there was no support at all given. We, we got nothing. It was, you're doing this wrong. And there was nothing given to balance that out. Nothing. It was, don't use that, that shit. Oh, why are you spending your own money on this? And it was like, we don't know what else to do. You are giving us nothing to work with. And so it was like we were scolded for buying shit off of TBT. But then if we didn't use anything else, then it was like, well, what are you guys doing? Why are you not aligning to the standards? You know, and so right. it was, and it was also like this shit is fucking expensive. Pardon my language. And I'm like, 
I don't think I footed any of the bill at all. You know, I, <laughs> um, I'm like, I freaking avoided that shit. And I complained about it all the time. I'm like, we should not be paying for this curriculum. No, nope. we are not being paid enough. Like I had many, many, many issues with this school, but like one issue in particular was like being expected to spend our own dollars for a curriculum but then, and and being praised for it, being like, oh, your kids' scores are going up, and like, wow, you guys are kind of is doing great. But then, a month later, it'd be like, well, what are you guys using, and why are you using that? Why are you spending your own money? You should be expending this. And it's like we've tried expending this to the the school card, and you guys deny it. So we've been spending hundreds of dollars out of our own pocket to supplement this curriculum with nothing in return. And even the money, like, that's the money that's spent towards curriculum, right? Let's not count and count all the money that's spent on supplies that I have to buy for my kids because there's either not enough or you don't have any. Or the parties that I have to throw for y'all to, like, make school fun and, like, make you really love this. Because let me tell you, that $250 tax credit, I spent $250 the first two days of school on them children. That does nothing, okay? (laughs) One pizza party, $50 easily just on pizza, not including the like drinks, napkins, plate, you know, all of that stuff. So it's like, when you really think about it, no, no, no teacher, no, no one should have to spend their small paycheck on the school in return. Like for things like resources and curriculum, that's ridiculous, which then pushes people right out of the doors of schools because- Where is the support once again? Yeah, because I would be. It it feels like you should have ran from this place sooner than you did. <laughs> it feels it, it, in this particular school. It seems like there is a two year long stint. Um, yeah, it's and kind you of did like the, the first year. You're like, hey, you know, this shit isn't ideal. It's not the best. It's not the worst. Mm-hmm. And then your tear, your two hits, and you're like, "Holy mother of God!" You know this is unacceptable. I don't know, you know, and I, I in a sense, I feel like it's unfair that this is my only experience I've had teaching, um, because I do feel like it's tainted my view, um, mm-hmm. and I've had many teachers tell me that, like, you know, try out a different school, like, do just do something, anything different, and I'm like. I can't like yeah. I'm I think I am so tainted by this experience in education and I literally also cannot afford to be a teacher that why am I wasting this emotional physical financial burden to you know I I don't know I feel like with teaching you get so much you 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 get so much and you, but you also get so drained at the same time and so I think a big piece of my experience last year was like am I getting as much as I am taking and it's like I can't hardly pay rent with what I'm giving and mm-hmm. you know and I I am over the moon when my kid can write their name correctly and I'm losing my mind when they can write capital and lowercase letters the way they should be 
but I can't pay rent with that. And I also don't deserve to be treated like shit and talked to like I am a less than human being. And it's like, it's just kind of sad what the the education system has turned into. And all right, last question. What, if anything, do you miss most about teaching? Oh, yeah, like this is what I shared the most about talking today. I don't, it's like the kids, you know? Oh, of course. A hundred percent the kids, you know, and now I'm waking up every day and I'm walking, I'm working with adults and it's like, sucks. Boring. Like, it's like, <laughs> no, like, adults are boring. Are I don't care what anybody says. It is so much more fun <laughs> to spend your, it's draining, but so much more fun to spend your day around children. Like they it's just bring so some sort of fun. life into you. They're innocent and they're naive and they like look at you as if you are freaking Wonder Woman. And so now working with adults that are just like, you know, they don't give a shit about you. They, I don't know. I think I miss the kids. I miss the routine. I miss the the energy in the hallways. You know what I'm talking about? You know, like every morning, like you may be feeling like absolute shit, but you come in the mornings and those kids are running their backpacks and you're like, there's a buzz to it. You know, like Mm -hmm. And they are buzzed to see you, like, ear-to-ear smile. You are the best person they've seen this morning, the best person you're going to see all day. I think that is a huge loss. I think the loss of routine is very difficult for me. I think I think there's been, like, a big, a big identity crisis now leaving teaching, Um the identity crisis the infamous leaving teaching identity crisis (laughs) I was literally just talking about this at dinner yesterday with one of my friends who was also a teacher but just transferred schools and we were talking about like as a teacher well one we were talking about as a woman as women then we put on top of that as black women and on top of that as teachers like we naturally do so much taking care of other people and other things. We put ourselves on the back burner. And so when it's time to care for you, I don't want to care for me. I want to look for something else to care for. So I don't have to put any like time into myself. And so that's really important to be able to like find who you are. And that's what I was talking about. Like this summer, I spent all summer doing things that maybe I was going to like, maybe I wasn't, but I was going to figure it out because I Somebody asked me, what do you like to do? And I couldn't even answer the question. Like, I didn't know. I don't know what I like to do outside of my job. And that's not my identity. It's my job. So I completely relate and understand. It feels like a a huge piece of me that has been, like, ripped out. Um, And so it's, it's hard trying to balance, like, this is what's better for me. I need to be able to sustain myself financially. I need to emotionally be able to withdraw myself from my job and then at the same time it's like uh, you know a huge piece is me being invited to these dinners here's blah 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 first day of school picture they wish Mm -hmm. you were there all they wanted to do was go visit you in their classroom and they were so sad that they couldn't see you and it's like it's like very hard being like this is what I've kind of thought of myself for 26 years and now all of a sudden I'm kind of forced out of it not forced you know it's of my own will I I, I love teaching 
but at the same time, it's like, I didn't have an option. I can't afford to be a teacher. I cannot afford this lifestyle emotionally or financially. And so now, now it's kind of like, I'm in peace of now what? It's a weird crossroad to be, but I can guarantee you are not there alone. (laughs) I guess watching like my kids go back to school, it's kind of like, I feel a little, I don't know. There's a feeling of like, not failure, but just like giving up, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I, I was not good enough to be this person for you. And I think that feeling is really unique, I guess, to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm, I've not been familiar with being bad at something in the sense, you know, not that I ever thought that I was like a stellar teacher. I knew I definitely wasn't bad at it. Um, I was very, definitely I was good at what I did. Um, But I think not really knowing what I'm doing is unique and looking at all my kids moving forward without me is kind of a feeling that I was not prepared for. Um, I think that's a little bit where that like identity crisis comes in of like, holy shit, you know, the, the world is moving on beyond what I'm used to. And how do I adjust with that? If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. It does. Makes a lot of sense. I have truly enjoyed having you and being able to catch up with you. Like always, it's always a great time. Any parting words, advice, tips for teachers, anybody else in the education field? Mm, uh, Pick a new major. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet and simple. You know, I don't know. I think there's so many pros to it. There's so many pros and I miss, I, I do miss it every day. But at the same time, I'm like, appreciate your worth and know what your value is and don't put up with the bullshit. I would just like to bring this moment like full circle as we close this because it's just really random. And Tyler knows that I love a full circle moment. Nothing more than nothing else. It would be the day that I am sitting here with Grace, you know, having our lovely interview that Dr. Ray just texted me and said, love the pod while we were recording an episode. Shout out to Dr. Ray, one of the best professors I've ever had in my life. One of, I don't know, not even like eight professors that have actually made an impact on my career. Oh, wow. I was thinking two. (laughs) And I could give both of them a shout out. Shout out Dr. Ray. Shout out uh, Dr. Ona. Those two girlies right there. Anybody else? Wait, wait, wait. What about? That's what um, they get. Wait, isn't oh, there one more? You know, it's, it's sad that I can't even remember her name. No, Miss Y. Miss Y. Miss Y. Her birthday was the other day. Oh. I saw on Facebook. That's why I think okay, that now, always brought us those cookies. Doctor Lauren she always bake us cookies. One gal that ever made me feel like confident about this profession. Um, Absolutely. And I, I'm sad that I have not kept it like a relationship with her. But I'm like you. Our one one gal that, that makes me feel confident about the future. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, thank for you so much, Grace. 
coming. You know, we love you. I'm so glad that we were able to talk to you about your experience. And I hope that in all of this, we wish you the best on your journey. I know you're going to do great things. But if you if you want to leave something to watch with the people, because, you know, I love a good documentary. You love Ooh, documentaries. Okay. You've been watching any documentaries? Okay. No, not well, kind of. Yeah. Kinda, okay. Uh, Tyler and I hope a uh, league of their own via Amazon has been yes, ten out of ten. Um, not only are we finally getting like a gay series, but also like semi historically correct to what was experienced. Um, I love it. I'm only on like, I think episode four or five with my girlfriend right now. We've been trying to like watch episodes at the same time. Um, you guys seem silent. Did you, well, have you watched it? I, I, I do <laughs> not watch this. I have no thoughts. I've never watched it, never heard of it. So I have nothing. What do you mean? I literally texted you and said, I started a league of their own. So I don't know why you said that. You text me telling me you started something <laughs> new every day. If I had to keep up with that, okay. I would. I need a yeah. list. I need a list. Like, don't take it personal, baby. You watch a lot of stuff. That's fair. Okay, Deja, it's gay. It's not I like just right. And it's okay, also like, like historical. I'm going to watch it because y'all both said it. So don't say nothing else. Y'all heard it here first. Watch A League of Your Own, Their Own. A League of Their, their own. own on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Asia, you would Grace like is it. right. You would like it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow and I'm going to text both of y'all after I watch episode one. Are you ready to talk some more about some pop culture? Yes. What you watched this week? Actually, what you listened to this week? Let's start there. What did I listen to? Okay, that's actually a tough question because I really spent some time thinking about this. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want to say is that song, um, Hot Girl, that's um, Charlie XCX. And it is like the song of the movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay. It's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. But there's this song called Heavy Heart by Bartiz Strange, I think is how you say his name. Okay. Anyway, I just like it. All right. Uh, I'm going to listen to it. Send me the the file. We'll do. We'll do. All right. uh, you've been listening. Have you listened to anything or is it still Renaissance? I'm just going to let the people know there's nothing new going on over here. Okay, so Renaissance is still in full effect. Has there been a new lyric that it's touched you recently? I don't want to say a new lyric, but I can point out a new song that I've fallen in love with. Okay, what is it? Like, I didn't love it before, but it's like, I've really found my love for this song. Summer Renaissance. Summer Renaissance is that girl for me, like... I can't even describe how it makes me feel, but I just feel... Like I'm on top of the world and that and energy. Last week we talked about the transition, mm-hmm. but the song, it's just so short, but it's so good. Okay. So those two right there, those have been like, every time they come on, I'm like, oh, mm, mm, I'm in it. All right. Like Love full on had somebody staring at me while I was driving. <laughs> Did I stop? No, because why are you looking? Turn away. Why are you trying to steal my joy? I'm having a good time over here. Maybe you should. You want me to let the window down? Do you want to hear what it is? Do you need Shazam? Yeah, let them in. Duh. He didn't want to be in. He okay. did. He was judgy. Okay. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. All right. That's, okay. But you know, to each his own. TV. 
what you're watching. Okay, so we've already talked about A League of Their Own, which I am watching and thoroughly enjoying, and I will continue to watch. Um, the thing about it is, I don't, I don't just want to finish it. Mm. So I am trying not to just watch it super fast. Oh, um, is it like one of those shows where all of it is out at once? Yeah, it's all available. All I believe it's eight episodes are all available on Prime Video. It's okay. just that like the. It's not like some cliffhanger show where you feel like you literally have to watch that next episode. Oh, okay. So when an episode ends, it does feel appropriate to like take a break. And so like I'm trying to like pace myself on this show. Yeah. But really enjoying it. Other than that, though, what I was actually going to talk about, because I debated between A League of Their Own and this other show, but then Grace brought it up. So, of course, I had to say thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but... High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh my goodness! I I don't care. Like if it's if I'm not the right target age demographic, I don't care. I don't care. I absolutely love it, and I believe that this show has been like meta this whole time. But this third season is so meta. It's ridiculous. And I really do like when things get better. Like I've, I've realized that because like I love Scream 5. Scream 5 was super meta. Not afraid to be self-referential. This show is not afraid to be self-referential. And it's like that because of its like initial concept. Like it exists in a universe in which High School Musical, the movies exist. And mm-hmm. so it's just... I just love it. And this last episode that I was watching earlier today, episode five of season three, phenomenal. Absolutely okay. great. Loved it. I'm going to let you have that. I'm not going to tell you. Thank you. I, it's not for you, and that's okay. I'm, and the songs are good. The, first, the songs from the first season were great. Look, I like Olivia Rodrigo. The song she had in the first season of the show, great. Sour, great album. I don't really care what anyone says. I stand by that. And it's just the truth. It's my truth. Okay. Don't let nobody take that from you. And I won't. And you know I won't. (laughs) So what have you been watching, though? Because I know it's not High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney+. Plus. Definitely not. But your girl is still in her romance bag. Okay. (laughs) This is like a record at this point. I need to like write this down. I've never watched so much love, romance, like engaged with romance content this much. I started watching the second season Mm -hmm. of Indian Matchmaking on Netflix. If you didn't watch season one, go ahead, steal that Netflix password. Go ahead, watch it. (laughs) Because that was just a mess. And... Aparna, I have words for her. That's all oh, I have wow. to say. Okay. You know, she, I have words for her. Season one. Season two, I still have words for her. Like, oh. girl, get off the show. Just go. Go and find wow. love somewhere else. It's not here for you. It's just not. I don't know if it's wow. really out there for her in, like, the way that she wants it to be. Okay. She needs to do some self-reflecting before she try and come back for season three if they want her back. 
That's okay. what I got to say. And I didn't even finish it. I'm like three or four episodes into season two and she already pissed me off episode one. <laughs> okay, because it really... <laughs> I'm telling you, it came in strong. It came in strong. Like when I tell you I forgot about her and then she showed up on the screen and I was instantly just like, it was like Reminded, a flashback. Yeah. All those emotions came rushing back. Oh, she sucks. Okay. Anyway, the show doesn't. It's the perfect balance of romance, perfect balance of mess, and I like learning about other people's cultures. So mm-hmm. it does that. I think you you learn enough like to be able to see like how they date, and you know they do things a lot different, and so that's really interesting. Um, yeah, to see that whole process go down. So that's what I'm watching. It's on Netflix. You and your romance bag. Watch it too. Okay, because I did, I did watch the first season. I just never got around to starting the second one. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. Nope. I'm probably going to watch it. There were some critiques and stuff about the first season that. Oh yeah, that I definitely agreed with. Like or valid. Light skin. Yeah, yeah there's a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, the emphasis on lightness. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So movies did you see a movie i did i watched a movie yesterday what movie i watched this documentary because uh-huh. i'm that girl and hbo max has recently released just yesterday katrina babies um, like hurricane katrina yes ma'am so katrina babies is a documentary which is on hbo max and it documents the children um, the people who were children at the time of Hurricane Katrina and mm-hmm. it kind of sheds light on their experience because one man was kind of like nobody asked about the kids like nobody asked the kids how they were doing and all of this like they were kind of just this was a problem for adults and the kids were never really asked how they felt what was going on with them you know how they dealt with it and stuff like that so it was very emotional. Um, I didn't cry. Okay. I didn't, I didn't cry, which doesn't mean much. I'm always crying, yet when it comes to TV, I don't. So it was emotional. You will probably cry if you watch it. Um, but mm. it was also very, I don't want to even say eye opening because my eyes been open. Yeah, but it was just really like sad to see these kids who are not kids any longer, but like vividly recount so much from that time. Like it just happened. Yeah, but it was good. So if you like documentaries, you like being sad, go to HBO Max and watch Katrina Babies. You watching? Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm still stuck on like the trauma that is Katrina Babies. Sorry, that really just uh. Got it. caught up in that moment. I don't think so. Actually, it it seems like a lot. I think I don't you know. should watch it. It is a lot, but it's not a lot in. I think you should watch it. Let me just say that. Yeah, but you be saying that it's and... not. It's not a lot in the way that I. Okay, I know I like to watch like deep, dark, like the worst things in the world that are gonna make you wonder, like, what's wrong with this girl? Why would she ever want to turn herself? <laughs> But it's not it's not that deep, I promise. Like you might get a little, you know, emotional here and there, but it's not something that's gonna have you like in a funk all day okay. after watching it. I promise. 
Not you. Not I'm not speaking about everyone else. You personally. Yeah, me specifically. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I did watch a movie. It is not Katrina Babies, or it's also not a documentary, and it's not sad, unless okay. you think that Motherhood at 22 is sad. Um, Perspective. Well, I sound like... <laughs> I don't think that's a sad thing. Um, me at 22, I wouldn't have wanted to have a baby, but like that's me <laughs> and my brain and exactly. my choices. Exactly. Um, which this movie focused a lot on paths, life paths. I finally watched the movie that I talked about before, Look Both Ways. Mm, okay. Starring Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale and Aisha D was there as her best friend. Um, and it, I don't really remember what exactly I said about it before, but this is not a spoiler. It's literally like in the trailer, it chronicles, uh, a girl, Lily, either being pregnant or not being pregnant, like the life path in which Mm. she has a baby at 22 when she's like freshly graduated in the life path in which she is not pregnant and does not have a baby and what that looks like in those two separate journeys but they're told in almost like an overlapping way where it's like one scene will be one life path the next scene will be that Mm -hmm. same time period but the other life path and then we just watch those things play out until we get to the end okay rate it one out of ten Okay, it's not my favorite movie. Uh, it is not my favorite rom-com. It barely, like, each of these life paths were their own individual rom-coms. But, I don't know, it's maybe like a six. Like, it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. It's just also not my favorite. I did like the idea in theory. I just don't know if the execution is my favorite thing. But it's not a bad movie. Um, it's just, you don't need to rush to see it okay i won't rush okay but i might watch it <laughs> okay i might watch it but i won't rush any other movies um no i don't think that i've watched any other movies and the only other movie that's like been on my brain recently is a movie that's not out yet um don't worry darling and the only reason that it's in my brain is like because of all of the, the drama like the harry styles olivia wilde of it all and also jason sudeikis like that's the reason that it's in my head are they all in there in the movie well olivia wilde is directing it does she have a role i don't know she's directing her for sure she might have a role harry styles is like the main man and then uh florence Pugh. actually i don't know how you say her last name she is like the main woman who's in this relationship with harry styles um but then like olivia wilde and harry styles are together but harry did not claim her and it (laughs) in an interview that he did but like Olivia definitely like claimed him in the interview that she did where she talked about the fact that she got served like custody papers in public like at an event on stage no that's so humiliating and then Jason Sudeikis comes into play because he him and Olivia Wilde were engaged for seven years and they have the two children together and so like it wasn't him physically serving the papers, but like it was his papers being mm-hmm. served to her. Oh yeah, this is on good. on stage. On stage. On stage. <laughs> I almost said something. 
<laughs> so the thing that popped in my head was in your panties, in your damn. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Please. Sorry to that woman. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna watch that. I might watch the spinoff about all the drama though. If that if that ever comes out, <laughs> yeah. You know, I love to, you know, get a little bit of drama here and there. That's not in my life. Yeah. Um, okay. So did you read a book? I did read a book this week and it was a children's book, not like children, children, but like it wasn't an adult book. So the book that I read, it is a sequel. I read the first book like years ago. I feel like when I was in college by an author, her name is Nick Stone. I've actually read like a few books by her. This book was called Dear Justice and it was not my favorite book that she's written. Um, The first one that I read, Dear Martin, I think was, or I enjoyed it more. The other book that I read it was like a culmination of women, black women authors, and she had like a story in there, but it was still really good. It's about these two boys who meet, they are, well, they meet when they're children, they end up being incarcerated at different periods of their life, but they stay in communication with each other. Um, and it was really good. It was the perfect book that I think if you are a teacher and you want to like introduce literature like this into your classroom, what grade would I say? There was a little bit of language that was in there, but like, you know, if you set proper boundaries and parameters in your classroom, language might not always be a problem. I don't mind reading books that you know have profanity and things like that in them to my kids because I just set the preface and we're going to be mature or we're not going to read it and that's usually mm-hmm. enough to get them to get their act together but um, I would say maybe like fourth, fifth grade and anywhere up potentially um, you could read this book with your kids with them or to them but it was really good, it was quick I literally read it all except one chapter in a day <laughs> like okay. I sat there getting my hair braided, read the whole mm. book, still had some time <laughs> left afterwards. Like it was a very quick read. So yeah, that is the book that I read this week. Did you read a book? A poem? A manual? <laughs> I mean, no, I have absolutely not read a manual. So I don't know why you would say that. We all know I'm not reading instructions. We know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, well, still I don't know what episode is gonna be lucky number blank, but you're gonna read a book. All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Carpet Time Confessions. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Carpet Time Confessions, on Twitter at CT underscore confession. Subscribe on Apple and or Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Yeah. And maybe like leave a review and rate us. That'd be cool, too. That'd be great. We'd love that. Again, only if it's five stars, though. Like, keep that negativity to yourself. Five stars only. <laughs> All right. You ready? Get out of here. Yeah. Make sure you come back next week and join us on the carpet. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.